Welcome to the Clubhouse with Shane Bacon. I am your host, Shane Bacon. And yes, golf happened this weekend. The 2017 PGA Tour season has kicked off. And if the season is going to be anything like this first event, we're in for a good one. Justin Thomas, of course, taking down Hideki Matsuyama. Justin Thomas, the kryptonite to the red-hot Hideki Matsuyama that has played golf so far in the wraparound season. Continue to winning and finish second to Thomas. That's really what we've seen from Matsuyama. But it was really fun to watch. It was a great event. Of course, last year, you know, it wasn't as much fun with Jordan Spieth kind of running away, shooting 30 under, winning by 8. This looked like it was going to be a runaway. Justin Thomas looked like he was going to run away with this thing. And then a double bogey at the 15th, this par 5 that's really uh, the one hole he struggled with the entire week. Played it three over par in four rounds, and it's a relatively easy par 5 considering the length of it. Makes a double bogey. Matsuyama's right there again, and then Justin Thomas just steps up and hits the golf shot of the year. Of course, one event in 2017 thus far, but hits the golf shot of the year on 17. Just an absolute dart in there on the 560-yard par 4, 17th to finish birdie. And then, of course, birdie's the 18th to win by three. But Justin Thomas, second win of the wraparound season, really emerging as one of those young studs that's in the four or five you've got to talk about, you know, with Jordan Spieth and Matsuyama and Brooks Kepka, the, the list continues to grow, it seems like, with these 20-somethings that have a ton of talent and know they need to win right now. But uh, it brings up the conversation. We talked about it on Golf.com's Tour Confidential, and it's worth bringing up here. You rank the best players without a major championship. JT making his name on that list. One of the issues I've run into with ranking the best players without a major is where do you draw the line? Is this a list of players that have a record that looks like they should have a major, somebody like Lee Westwood, somebody like Sergio Garcia? Or is this ranking the players you think have the best chance of winning a major in 2017? That would bring up Matsuyama near the top of the lead. And and Ricky Fowler, Patrick Reed, Justin Thomas, uh, Brennan Grace, you know, even Matt Kuchar, Brooks Kepka. You know, those are names you think if they won a major this year, you would not be surprised. Really, the the Henrik Stenson and Dustin's and Jimmy Walker's of last year, where when they won the major, we weren't surprised they had the resume that fits. So that's the issue now with these major winner winless rankings, because there's really two different columns almost. The players that have resumes like a Paul Casey that have played great golf throughout their career and just have that one major not on the resume or a young 20-something that seems like they should win a major in the coming season. So JT making his name on that list. If he won a major this year, you would not be surprised. If he hits his driver like he hit it at Kapalua, he is going to be in a lot of events. I can guarantee it. I wrote this on golf.com, but Justin Thomas, you know, we they talk about his slightness or whatever you want to mention a lot on the broadcast, but this is a guy that uses his driver as a weapon, much like Dustin Johnson or Rory or Jason Day. The driver's a weapon when it's on, and he can boom it up there with, with, with the longest players in the world. So a big win and a fun first event. One thing I am very, very interested in is what happens now. The, the interesting thing about the Tournament of Champions uh, over the past few years is it has almost been a curse to win this event. You know, Jordan Spieth winning it last year, just the lone PGA Tour event at Colonial to finish out his season. If you look the year before, Patrick Reed didn't win again in 2015. Neither did Zach Johnson in 2014 after winning at Kapalua. Dustin Johnson claimed just one victory after his win at Kapalua in 2013. That didn't come late until November at the HSBC. Steve Stricker's last PGA Tour win 
was at this event in 2012. Same can be said about Jonathan Burden. Of course, you have to go all the way back to 2000 to see somebody that won at Kapalua and then went on to win a major championship in the same season, of course, that being Tiger Woods. So I wonder if there's a contentness that comes with this. You win your first event of the calendar year. You know you're going to be back here next year. And I wonder if you know, in a way, that you've had a good season. You have a win already. I wonder if there's a level that almost like making a birdie on the first hole and you know no matter what happens, at least you did get that one birdie in your round. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with JT. Of course, plenty, plenty, plenty of golf left in 2017. Of course, we've got the Sony Open this week. And speaking of the Sony Open, Wesley Bryan, the Web.com Tour Player of the Year here on the podcast, part of our first ever Clubhouse podcast along with his brother way back early last year, uh, well before he was Player of the Year, PGA Tour player, three-time winner, Battlefield promotion, had an incredibly amazing 2016, and I know he's excited for 2017, getting it going at the Sony Open this week in Hawaii. Stay for the story about him and his brother doing something that I can guarantee you has never been done in the history of golf. They did it on the same day. You'll love the story. It's definitely worth it. And, of course, if you'll do us a favor, follow me on Twitter at Shane Bacon. Follow the Clubhouse at the Clubhouse Pod on Twitter. We're giving updates about not just the podcast but the Clubhouse newsletter that hits your inboxes on Mondays and Wednesdays. Just an easy place to get all the golf news you need. Videos, updates, links. Rory McIlroy had an incredible interview with the Irish Independent this past week that's definitely worth your time. We're just trying to give you a place where you can get all your information in one simple email. It's not too wordy. It's just me trying to get it out there for golf fans to read. So make sure you check that out. You can go to at Shane Bacon on Twitter, and that link is pinned right atop it if you want to subscribe. But that's the first week of the PGA Tour season. Justin Thomas, victorious. Jordan Spieth had a good week. He's my pick at the Sony Open. I think he's got a really good chance to win this week, considering how he played, especially late on Sunday. was really, really impressive, I thought, in the final round. No mistakes. It looked like he got more and more comfortable throughout the week. Justin Thomas, two wins. Matsuyama continues to play incredible golf. It's going to be a fun 2017. I can guarantee you that. If nothing else, there's going to be a lot of these guys battling week in and week out, a lot of these young players that are incredibly impressive. So exciting first week. Can't look, Can't wait. As we get going, we get the Sony, then we get the Tiger Show. It's going to be fun. And, of course, Jordan Spieth committing to the Waste Management. I know a lot of people here in this Phoenix area is excited about that. But here we go. Wesley Bryan, your Web.com Tour Player of the Year in 2016. He is ready to take the PGA Tour by storm in 2017. And we now welcome into the clubhouse Wesley Bryan, won three times on the Web.com Tour last year to earn a Battlefield promotion to the PGA Tour. He was the Web.com Tour Player of the Year for 2016. But really, more importantly, he had the honor of being the first guest ever on the Clubhouse podcast. Really, that's got to be something you're most proud of from 2016, right, Wesley? I mean, it's up there in my list of accomplishments, no doubt. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's probably second or third on my list. Perfect. Well, I ask every golfer guest this, and just so people know, it's about 11 o'clock your time. What have you had to eat today? Oh, man. Today's actually been a great day. Um, I'm not only going to tell you what I've had to eat, but I'm going to tell you what's packed in my lunchbox. I love that. Riding shotgun with me right now to the golf course. So this morning I uh, had I got my workout in, and I had about five or six scrambled egg whites and an avocado. Uh, the egg whites featured a little bit of hot sauce and a little bit of cheese on them. Um, 
and in my lunchbox I have a uh, a cob salad. I have a banana, another avocado actually, because we got to get rid of them going out of town tomorrow. Um, uh, protein bar and uh, a little thing of tuna. So gonna be a great day yeah i mean that's that's pretty healthy i've noticed on your twitter your wife's been whipping up some pretty impressive meals i saw i mean it's been a pretty good 2017 already for you considering some of the food you've had oh yeah i mean we had uh sesame chicken a nice steak i mean we're we're off to a really good start it's gonna go downhill drastically once i hit the road (laughs) that's when the taco bell and the fast food and all that stuff starts coming into play well I have to touch on 2016 before we move on to really, you know, this season and what you're looking forward to, you know, for this year on the PGA Tour. But, you know, 16 was incredibly remarkable. Of course, you go through Q School and you get your web card and you win three times. I know that a lot of players set goals. And I just wanted to know, did this year surpass any goals you had in mind? Or was this something you had in the back of your mind? If I go out there and play the way I can play, I can win a few times. Um, well, definitely surpassed. Uh, the goals that I had to start the year. Um, obviously, I wanted to get my PGA Tour card. I accomplished that, but it was really about the entire year. I was kind of um, having to reevaluate and set new goals. Uh, when it was all said and done, I accomplished everything that I set out to do. Except once I got the battlefield promotion, I wanted to win on the PGA Tour and I wanted to uh, make a run in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Uh, neither one of those happened, but uh, for the most part. Uh, every time I reevaluated and set new goals, I, I had a chance to be. So um, it was a pretty good year. Yeah, and and you know the Web dot com tour is you know it's it's I would say it's as close to the PGA Tour as it's probably ever been. You've played on the PGA Tour. You had a really good run at the <clears throat> excuse me at the John Deere. You of course won on the Web. Mm-hmm. How close are those tours for people that maybe don't pay as much attention to the Web dot com as they do the PGA Tour? Uh, I think the talent is really really similar. Um, I mean, I, I played with a lot of guys this past year that really, really impressed me. Um, I would say the only, the biggest difference is the golf courses that are played. Um, there's only a couple uh, grown men tracks out there on the web.com tour, whereas you pretty much play them week in and week out on the PGA tour. So um, the talent is, is very close, but the golf courses are definitely uh, a difference maker and a separator. And when you say a big boy course, are you talking about a place, you know, like a Firestone or, or Torrey Pines where four or five under might win, g- given the conditions, opposed to maybe 16 or 20 under on the web? Yeah. Um, when the, the courses uh, are definitely a lot longer. Um, the winning scores, uh, I mean, you obviously have some shootouts on the PGA Tour, but there's going to be a lot more weeks where less than 10 under par wins on the PGA Tour. Than you're going to have. I mean, I think that might have happened one time this year on the com tour. Well, I have to ask a great story that happened to you in 2016. Now, Lydia Ko made headlines because she changed caddies this year. You had 12 caddies last year, if, if, if I added them up correctly. 12, which is really an incredible feat for somebody that was the player of the year. But Chad Coleman, who people might not know, is the social media manager at Callaway Odyssey, had kind of a fun bet going, and it ended up happening. He comes to Mexico and caddies for you, and y'all had a pretty good week. How did that all come about? Were you nervous at all having somebody different on the bag? And when you got into contention, was was he more nervous than you were? Uh, wow, that's a lot of questions. So I'm going to try and go through these <laughs> as quick as I can. Um, it started it, 
I, I knew that I wasn't going to have any problem adjusting to Chad because um, I'd had so many caddies up to that point. It's not like it really was that uh, big of a difference, just throwing one more uh, into the repertoire. But um, coming down the stretch, well, you, you said it was a good league. I think it was probably the best week of golf I played all year. Um, if we're going to look at it from uh, the way I throw the ball, the way I putted, the way I wedged it um, all around, it was, it was the best week of golf I played all year. And then coming down the stretch, there's no doubt he was – Ten times more nervous than I was. Um, I could tell he was uh, he was starting to slur his speech. He was um, starting to sweat profusely. He was, I mean, it was pretty bad. He couldn't hardly take a sip of water without spitting it back up. So uh, that was actually the most entertaining part of the week is watching him under the gun. Yeah, I mean, it almost probably. I mean, you've already, you'd already won before the week when you went on to win there, but. In a way, I would say it probably loosened you up a little bit too, being able to see somebody that is completely not ready for that situation, you know, in between the ropes, seeing somebody, a friend of theirs, you know, playing well enough to get into contention and, and go on to win. It probably almost helped in a way. Yeah. I mean, we were freed up all week. I mean, we were just doing crazy little interviews uh, for Callaway social media, for uh, our own social media. Uh, whether it would be featured uh, on a playground or uh, we we had to go off property to film uh, inside the, or we couldn't film inside the ropes from a corporate account, but um, from our personal accounts we could. So that's why you uh, saw us in some random places doing some uh, Q and A's and, and, but I mean, it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a good event to throw hashtag back on the back on the PGA Tour this year. We've, we've, we're one for one. I don't know if he should just retire and hang it up or if we should try and uh, give it one last hoorah. I, I caddied for a friend of mine, Irene Cho, on the LPGA. Uh, the first event I ever caddied for her on was in Portland. I think she birdied 15, 16, 17, and then made this crazy par on 18 to finish tie for 11th or tie for 12th. And I continued to caddy for her, and the best week I ever had was the first week. So I feel like I should have hung up the spikes after one week. Maybe I gotta, I gotta give, I gotta send that message over to hashtag and let them know. Uh, speaking of some <laughs> random things you do, I saw on Twitter that you played an annual wrong-handed event. Now, annual, of course, meaning you do it all the time every year. Is this something you've been doing for yeah. a long time? Uh, well, really, since I got to Augusta, and uh, one of my buds that's on the Augusta University's golf team. Um, he actually, ironically enough, was one of my caddies this year for a couple weeks. And um, he was he was on the back. Shoot, I almost got the battlefield promotion with him on the bag. That week I finished second up in Springfield, Illinois. But uh, that's beside the fact we're getting really off track here. Um, bring it back. All right, so we tee it up. He's a left-handed golfer, and... Uh, he's actually a really, really good right-handed golfer. He probably, he, I mean, he'll break 80 consistently opposite hand. So I uh, I don't like being not as good as somebody at something. So um, I do a lot of practicing throughout the year, and uh, it didn't pay off this year. I think I parted the last three holes to shoot 98. Got beat by probably 15 or 20 shots. But um, I'm hopefully going to get some good work in this year and uh, be ready to play around Thanksgiving this upcoming year. 
I, I can't wait to see you at TPC Scottsdale, and you're going to have two sets of Callaway clubs next to you on the range, one lefty, one righty. I'll be like, you, you need to get away from this. <laughs> you, this is, you got eight months till you have to worry about this thing. I don't like losing there, Shane. So, I understand. Uh, I, I need to get all the preparation in that I can. Well, I, I was going to ask, speaking of losing or winning, uh, I mean, your brother is a heck of a golfer, you know, still trying to kind of make it, you know, through the web and get on the PGA Tour. When you guys play, you guys play, say you play 10 rounds of golf, who wins? Do you, do you win more often than he does, or is it pretty split? Um, we went through a stretch there uh, this past year where I was just wearing them out, and then... <laughs> We went through a stretch later on in the year where he probably won eight to ten straight times, and I think I'm back on the, the winning side of it. But, I mean, it just depends on who's in better form at the time. I mean, I would say over an entire year it's probably a coin flip. And uh, speaking of pairing up with somebody or playing along somebody, you reached out uh, to Mr. Tiger Woods about playing in the Zurich Classic. Of course, it's going to be a team event. Uh, what was the response from Big Cat about pairing up with you? You know, we're still waiting on a response. Um, <laughs> I've been checking my Twitter almost daily to see uh, if a response has come in. But um, if, if he doesn't, if he doesn't respond within in the next few weeks, I'm gonna have to get my people to reach out to his people and see if we can't make something work. Well, he's got to have a partner for it. I mean, at some point, he's got to reach out to somebody. I feel like a guy that rolls it like you. I mean, makes total sense. Oh, I know. Tell me about it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I feel like we're a dream pairing. He's just. He's got to, got to give me a chance to get in there. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna come to play that week. Well, I heard a rumor that you and your brother once did something insane on different Shoot. golf courses on the same day. What was that? Oh, I, I didn't know where this was going. Rumors, and then me and George, it, it could go go in a lot of different directions there. But yes, it was on the same day. Um, mine's unofficial i only had a playing partner for nine of the holes so i can't even count it as an official round um but george was playing in a dog fight at a different golf course um i got a text message when i was uh on about hole 14 that saying that he just shot 59 and i was like well that dumb i've just made like eight straight birdies and i'm uh 11 under and just needed a couple more birdies to shoot 59 and um, had an easy par five, two easy par fives coming up, and pretty both of them. And we actually did shoot fifty nine on the same day uh, a few years ago. It was really really crazy. So you he he texts you, or you get a text and says, you know, George just shot fifty nine, and you're probably you know extremely impressed mm-hmm. and surprised and stuff. Uh, what was the text back? Did you have to send him one and say, hey, by the way, you, we we pushed today? Yeah, probably said like, <laughs> good playing, pal. Um, but I got a chance to beat you for the day or something like that and uh, ended up tying them. But, um, yeah, that was it was really, really crazy. Yeah, I mean, the same day, that's insane. That's That's got to be easily more rare than these stories you hear of, you know, sisters playing together and both making a hole-in-one on the same hole and such. I'm I'm pretty sure yeah, double know. 59 I, brothers has never happened. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it really is a shame that we couldn't have both been playing in a tournament or something where it would have really gotten some headlines. That's it is super super rare. I don't think I've ever even heard of it. No, no, of not, like not at all. People shooting fifty nine on the same day. Well, I, same yeah. Well, I mean, fifty nine would be a number that would be great on the PGA Tour. Of course, you know, you're taking your fu- first full season on the tour starting in seventeen. I wrote a prediction piece on FoxSports.com that people can go check out. 
one of my 10 predictions was that you're going to win on the PGA Tour this year. And I have a venue in mind that I think really sets up for your golf game. But I wanted to ask, is there a golf course when you look at your schedule over 17 that you really feel like fits your golf game? And if you show up you know, in, in, in decent to good form, you're going to have a really good shot of winning on that golf course. Um, I mean, there are a few that I feel like from the get-go really set up well for me. Um, I, just from the ones I've played, uh, out in Palm Springs in a, in a couple of weeks, that's one that I kind of have start on the schedule. Um, and then coming back home to South Carolina, the week of the Heritage, it's a course that I'm really, really comfortable and really familiar with. Um, really fits my game. Uh, tee to green, really. And um, those are kind of the two that that jump out at me. But I'm curious what your prediction is. Well, I got good news for you. We are on the same page. I wrote down Harbortown as the place I think that you have a best shot at winning. I think John Deere as well. You played well at John Deere last year, didn't you? Yeah. I I mean, shoot, I was rolling for the first couple rounds. I took the lead into the weekend, and then uh, Ryan Moore, uh, that was I was kind of his catalyst. If you if you want to look back at it, from the time <laughs> we played together uh, through the end of the year, uh, I, I was pretty much the turning point for him on Saturday. Yeah, so he, he owes you he owes you some royalties. Knocked down the win there. I don't know. Tell me about it. I'm yeah, but can buy me dinner. Or something yeah, the, the, the Harbor Town is where I put. I think I think Harbor Town is is a place I thought it's close to home. It makes a lot of sense. Plus, you got to roll it. You know, you got to roll it well, and you got to hit it really straight. So I feel like that's kind of right up your alley. And and I do have a random question for you as a guy that spent a ton of time in Augusta, Georgia. I mean, I know getting into the Masters, considering you know where you'd be, it'd be a pinnacle moment of your career for sure, really any golfer's career. But I wanted to ask uh, something that, that maybe doesn't get as much talk about when you talk about the Masters, and it's the par three contest curse. And as a guy that say you get into the Masters this year, you're five under on the ninth tee at the, at, at the par three contest with a chance to win this thing. Are you a believer in something like this par three curse? Or are you thinking, if I make birdie here, I can leave with a big trophy? It's not a green jacket, mind you, but you can leave with the trophy going into the big four-day tournament. The thing is, it's my philosophy, you never tee it up to lose. So if I'm going to tee it up in the par three contest, by golly, I'm going to try and win the dang thing. I don't believe in curses. I don't believe in karma. Um, that's just not something I've ever uh, really believed in. So if I tee it up in the par three challenge, I'm going to try and win it. See, I like that philosophy. And also, doesn't that sound like a great place to have hashtag out there? He could be snapping photos. Well, I mean, maybe not snapping photos, but he could at least be enjoying Ooh, yeah. that walk with you, and then you guys could go two for two. Yeah, you know, that would be good. Um, it, it'd be a, it would be a toss-up between hashtag and my wife. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'd let them battle it out on Twitter or something to see who wins. Yeah, hashtag doesn't make as good of meals, I can guarantee you that. No. Wow, yeah. True that. Yeah, he, he she's she's making you food. You 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 better you better keep her in good spirits. Maybe hashtag can come out for a lesser event. Uh, you, you know, I I didn't bring up any trick shot stuff because you know I, I know that you know it's kind of part of your earlier career. But I did just want to ask when you hit that shot on the top of the MGM Grand for Top Golf. If people haven't seen it, you know, jump online and look at it. It's awesome. Was that the coolest thing that you got to do in the sense of of your the trick shot career when you got to hit those shots from the top into the Top Golf in Vegas? Yeah, I mean, that was really, really cool. Just, I, I don't know why I've always wanted to hit golf balls off the top of really high hotels. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's a golfer thing. or um, But you, like, see it on commercials or see it somewhere. I, I don't know. I, I just remember a Callaway commercial, actually, and Tommy Ganey hitting the ball from the top of a um, hotel, and I've always wanted to do it. 
But, uh, yeah, the fact that there was a top runner right underneath it, um, I mean, it was so crazy that I lasered it, uh, and it said like 212 yards, and that was a direct line down to the target we were going to. And um, I basically just had to chip a little sand wedge. So it was playing that much downhill. Unbelievable. But it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely a bucket list item that I got to mark off. Nice. Well, I know you got to run. I know you got to go practice, get prepared for the Sony, which is going to be your first start of 2017. But I know you're a guy that likes to play games. I know you're a li- guy that likes to win at things. So I've got a game to close out this with. It's called, Is This a Former Major Champion or a Former U.S. Senator? So these are people that either oh, have won okay. a major championship in their careers or they were a senator in the United States. Are you ready? Mm. Yeah, I just had to take a sip of coffee to get ready for it. Yeah, yeah, the caffeine will definitely help, trust me. Okay, first one first, Lawson Little. Uh, That's a senator. That is incorrect. That is your 1940 U.S. Open champion, Lawson Little. I can't believe you didn't know that. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, you're you're over one. Right before the war, actually. <laughs> All right, next one say, up. You have to put yeah. Okay, let's go. All right, William Archer. Uh, I'm going to say Willie was the senator. That is correct. You are one for one. Good job on William Archer. Now we're going to move on to a man everybody loves, Jim Barnes. Jim Barnes sounds like a Masters champ to me. He's a four-time major winner. Won four majors. So Jim Barnes definitely, definitely a major champion. You are winning the game thus far. Let's see if you can keep it up. You got two more. Okay. Uh, Thomas Ewing. Uh, man, Patrick Ewing uh, is coming to mind. He's an athlete, so I'm going to go senator. That is correct. Definitely a senator. So you've won it. We'll, we'll we'll finish up with the fifth one just just for fun. Alf Perry. Alf. <laughs> oh man, a golfer has got to be named Alf. That is correct. Alf Perry. By the way, these names, most of these people, of course, were, were well back, you know, well before the 60s because I couldn't give any layups that you would obviously know. But some very interesting names as I did a little research on this. Uh, there were some golfers back in the day yeah, that you I definitely think. wouldn't predict. Well, I think I went four for five. I'll take it. I'll chalk it up, chalk it up as a win. It's a, good, it's a good start to 17. Okay, final question, and I'll let you go. Uh, I've asked a lot of people this. I didn't ask you this in the first podcast, so I get the question now. Who is the most famous person you've ever asked for their autograph, and you could have been a kid when you did it? Uh, Tiger Woods. Did he give it to you? Yeah, he did, actually. It was um, just outside the locker room, 1999 PGA Championship in Medina, and uh, he took my hat, kept walking with it out into a crowd of people, and I was like, shoot, I've lost it. And then he (laughs) chunked my hat up in the air, and then I went and found the person that caught it and gave it my hat back. Nice, nice. Tigers, I think Tigers been like four answers now. All of these all of you young professional golfers were Tiger fans. It's so weird. I can't believe that. It's not like he wasn't very much fun to watch or anything. Wesley, I appreciate it. Well, who, who's, <laughs> who's the most famous person you've asked an autograph for? I think I got Nolan Ryan's autograph. Nolan Ryan and Magic Johnson, I had their autograph when I was a kid. I used to send the letters in the like the the vanilla envelopes to these, you know, people's whatever addresses they were. And those were the two that actually sent the things back were Nolan Ryan and Magic Johnson. So I would say th- th- those are wow. pretty high. That's good. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll search for better in 2017. No, no. Yeah. Listen, Tiger, Tiger's, Tiger is tough to beat. Wesley, I really appreciate it. Good luck in 17. I'm definitely excited to see you know how it transpires. It was a lot of fun to watch what you did in 16. 
you know, just kind of especially how it just all erupted really at the same time early in the season and then continued on. Uh, great season and good luck in 17. We're excited to watch at the Sony. Thanks for having me on, Shane. That'll do it for this week on the Clubhouse. Many thanks to Wesley Bryan. Really, really enjoy the conversation. Looking forward to see what happens after coming off such an epic 2016 story. How about that story about 59s? Two brothers doing it on the same day on different golf courses. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast, has to be the only time that's ever even come close to happening. I can't imagine. I remember the Duvalls winning on the same day, and that was a really historic moment. But Two fifty nines. I I just can't believe that that is even a real, real thing that has happened in this crazy, silly game. Many thanks for following. Make sure you subscribe to that Clubhouse newsletter. It will hit your inboxes on Wednesday to get you ready for the Sony Open. And we will see you next week on the Clubhouse. Go out, make some birdies, have some fun. 